Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Austin, I just want lungs. <laughs> Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's October 14th, year of our Lord 1999. <laughs> All the kids are playing Rayman 2, The Great Escape. Very hard game. Uh, all the slightly older adults are watching American Pie. <laughs> wow. Making love to a woman is like sweet apple, making love sweet apple pie, or something like that. And going to have the next thing. One time at band camp, I listened to Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Dee Dabba Da. If you're following this at home, this is the third or fourth week. This song is in the charts. Nothing can stop. Blue, like, like Triple H's push, it will never end. But while all this is going on in the background of life, there was a little show on the WWF Network, also known as UPN, called SmackDown. <laughs> what happened? Where was the show going? Was there a No Mercy pay-per-view in uh, <laughs> a few days' time? Is SmackDown still on the air? All these questions and more can only be answered with the SmackDown Cultaholic Review with myself, my comrade at arms, Tom Campbell. Welcome to the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown oh, Review, Matthew yeah, Greg. You get closer. Started. You get closer every single week. You get closer every single week. But just it's just keywords and tags. Cultaholic Smackdown <laughs> yeah, is it, Review. Is it because like you you remember everything and then it's just like right that bit I pushed to the side and then it's sort of file, looking through filing cabinets to find it again. Yes, it's basically that's exactly it? what it is, Tom. You what couldn't I'm have put it better yourself. What I'm going to do is I'm going to move us to a new studio where we can have a big screen behind us that has the name of the logo as we talk about it. Yeah, here we are, Tom, with the... What's that shirt? Oh! <laughs> yeah, I get a T-shirt with it on. Called That's a good idea. Smackdown review. That's not a bad That's idea, nice. actually. It's a good shout. Before we start this thrilling episode, I think there's some news to go through. There is indeed. So, uh, before we get into the October 14th edition of Smackdown, uh, brought to you probably by Lugs. Um, a few things from the Wrestling Observer from this particular year. We'd like to put you back in the uh, in the world at this point with a few headlines. Uh, not all of them particularly happy. Um, with uh, a lot of talk in the WWF at the moment about the injury to Darren Drozdoff that occurred a week or so before on the 5th of October uh, on SmackDown at the Nassau Coliseum. Now, there was this was you know we, we you know we admit sometimes we don't pay enough attention. There was the one episode we had of SmackDown recently that was really short. That was why. 
because the, they well, actually... That was the week before this. Yes. So this is, but, but then it's only just coming up in The Observer now because we now know a little bit more about the situation that Darren Drostar finds himself in. But no, last week wasn't the short one. It was the you week are before. right, actually. <laughs> I'll get it. Right. We still don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> okay. But here's, a, here's okay. answer to another question. OK. Uh, a lot of talk about the injury to Darren Drozdov, a.k.a. Droz, uh, who was wrestling D'Lo Brown on a SmackDown taping when, according to reports, and this comes from the Wrestling Observer, uh, they were setting up a running Liger Bomb spot, D'Lo Brown, one of, a, a traditional D'Lo Brown move. Uh, sources both there and in the WWF describe what is a rather basic move being messed up because D'Lo Brown lost his footing and slipped and because Drozdov's head was too low the result being a awful landing on his head which fractured his neck which at press time still has him paralysed below the waist uh, this wouldn't improve for Darren Drozdov unfortunately there were complaints by the fans from this is from the Wrestling Observer in the building because after Drozdov was taken off on a stretcher there, were no, there was no explanation to the crowd as to what had happened mm. like what do you say what do you say when that happens you know, do you address the crowd and say, we've, we've seen an injury tonight, we're going to carry on with the programme? It's a tough one. Well, I guess, if you ask Vince, he'd say, the show must the show, go on. I think, you know what, they set the precedent where if a guy, you know, not to sound too, uh, too, too crude, but if a guy's died during a pay-per-view and they carry on the show, they're not going to stop the show because of this. I don't think it's necessary them stopping the show and uh, everything else like that. It's, yeah, as they said, we don't know. Just clue in we the crowd. We just saw a guy get put... Um, and by the way, if anyone doesn't know this, the footage of Draws being pulled up on a stretcher has been shown many times on the please not try this at home. He's the, mm-hmm. the guy pulling the stretcher. And that's the only footage that has ever been shown of it. Yes. And, yeah, what, what do you... I would... You'd think they would stop, the, read the mood from the crowd and go, hey, hey look, you know... Here's the situation. Yeah. Uh, You'd have thought so. So what, so what happened then uh, on the SmackDown show that aired two nights later? Uh, this is why we got the Big Boss Man versus Big Show. Uh, it was taped for Sunday Night Heat. But that is also why, when I watched it, I noticed there were Sunday Night Heat flags uh, above the ring. I thought, oh, that's... Uh... They did that on a previous episode. I think SmackDown won. So mm. that must have been a, oh, here's some filler. Yeah, here's, here's some a- AEW dark on Dynamite. <laughs> uh, Drozdov's injury, according to the Observer, was acknowledged in the voiceover of the match put in its place. But the way the show yes. was presented, the injury was seriously downplayed with the angle injury to Stephanie McMahon treated as the serious tragedy on the show. Yeah. And the explanation of what happened was terribly vague. Yeah, they. if you didn't hear last week's podcast or see this week's uh, thing of SmackDown, it literally was... <laughs> the hilarity of Mark Henry's sex addict. Uh, Darren Drozdov is crippled. Yeah, really. It, there was there was no transition. It was, you know, click, clunk. Get used to that, because that's a big part of tonight's show. Oh. oh. If you love tonal shifts, whoa, Me- strap in. Meanwhile, across the water, some trouble in New Japan, uh, as it looks like uh, they are in a bit of a situation because their main event for the Tokyo Dome, uh, featuring Hashimoto versus Ogawa, uh, failed to sell out as Uh-oh. they hoped. Uh, you you, re- you looked at that before we got started, and uh, you sort of scoffed and like, well, of course, of course, that's going to be trouble. Yeah, Ogawa's not selling it out. Yeah, look, I'm not a Perosa by any means, but at least I know from listening to the history of FNW podcast with Bahu, another podcast I'd gladly plug because I love it. Um, he does talk about the bubble bursting in Japanese wrestling around 97, yeah. 98-ish. Wrestling uh, companies like New Japan that have been able to sell out these halls, these domes, so easily beforehand were like, oh, they're, they're not selling out. 
Yeah. Uh, this is new. So there was a lot of awkwardness and like, what do we do? Mild panic to begin with, and then stuff like this would happen. Oh, it's pushed somebody new, like Agawa. And... Or Bob Sap. Oh, that would come out <laughs> That's later yeah. on, isn't it? Well, see, Inoki, uh, again, not to talk about the new pan thing, but what I know understand now is what that, that the bull burst the uh, Japanese wrestling scene, and then somebody came along in the early 2000s, which was Pride, which absolutely, excuse me, <laughs> absolutely, Matthew sneezed. was allergic to. <laughs> which just sneezed again, twice. <laughs> the bastard. There was nothing left but snot. Anyway, that's how Hashimoto beat Ogawa, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm Matthew. So Pride came along and was this huge thing. And MMA just decimated a lot of the popularity of Japanese wrestling in the early 2000s, at least. So why Inoki was so focused on guys like Bob Sapp, uh, Crow Cop, and et cetera, et cetera, got brought in. It was like, well, they're popular elsewhere, right? So, you know. But anyway, back to this. Ogawa versus Hashimoto. While on paper, the crowd of 58,500... Oh, yeah. It's a good old Yakuza number, isn't it? <laughs> the Yakuza said 58,500. Vince man said 100,000... Uh, <laughs> you a joke again, you idiot. With a sort of 15,000 empty seats. Yeah, this is also the... Was it a work? Was it a shoot fight? Uh, yeah, the anticipated yeah. rubber match, because they'd already fought before. By the way, yeah, this isn't the first time of a match. This is the... Like Third time series, yeah. Agawa broke kayfabe and shot in Hashimoto, according to Wikipedia, a trusted news source for all wrestling. Uh, oh, sorry, I'll say it again. Uh, according to Ryan Satin, duty employee, <laughs> he attacked him for real, left him down and bloodied with kicks and stomps. The New Japan and UFO crew, oh, was an alien, uh, crews <laughs> flooded the ring, a legitimate fracas erupted. And some people had to be hospitalised from the slapping and blah, blah, blah. I love uh, whenever you have to read scripts. Because you it, it, you do get every bit of what's going on up there right now. It's just like oh, no, no, no. oh there's a UFO. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I want you to do horse racing announcing. <laughs> I love that. Who's on first? <laughs> what's on second? So that's happening. What else is yeah. happening in the so news? Some big, so some big stuff from some big trouble in New Japan. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, back home, just just one tiny little tidbit regarding this particular show before we get underway. Uh, we did have ourselves a couple of dark matches on SmackDown tonight. That oh, did, goody. Untelevised matches that didn't get aired. And normally at this point, and I think still to this day, a dark match is used sometimes to send the crowd home happy at the end, but normally to trial new people and uh, and get new characters over, get new gimmicks over and stuff. Check this out, right? Oh, God. For three dark matches from this show, okay? Godfather defeated J.R. Ryder. Bit of a journeyman of the professional wrestling that, world. That rings a bell, but I can't yeah. tell you anything about him. Uh, yeah. Salofa Fatu beat Crash Holly in just over a minute using his new name, Rikishi Fatu. Ooh. More on that later. And this is my favourite. Stevie Richards defeated Kurt Angle. As it should be. As it should be. Kurt Angle, who spent a long, long time doing dark matches before making his debut. He's very close to arriving at this point, but even with like a month or two to go. Think about this, right? Think on this in terms of if you want a great example of how amazing Kurt Angle's first year on the WWF roster was, right? Mm -hmm. This time next year, Kurt Angle is about... To a couple of days away from defeating The Rock for the WWF Championship. Yeah. 12 months after losing to Stevie Richards. Yep. What a year. You like that's that, that blows my mind when you break it down like that. It blows yeah. my mind. I'm very soon to him beating meat. 
<laughs> don't we all? And if you like that pun, don't worry. They oh. get used every episode until it happens. <laughs> we start backstage with Vince and Steph, mind their own business, when Mick Foley walks in and lets them know he's written a book and it's coming out soon. Vince man. What do you want, Mick? <laughs> and he goes, remember how I paid you that favour last week? What favour? You asked me to leave you alone, and I did. So can I have a favour tonight? <laughs> Finn's at this point, we'll just give him anything. He goes, well, what do you want? One more night with Rock and Sock. I'm going to say, okay, but uh, are you sure The Rock wants it? <laughs> of course he does. Why wouldn't The Rock want to team up with his best friend, Mick Foley? Mick That's... is so wonderful here at being oblivious, and at the very end, he steals some chocolate bars and they are unnamed, just like Xbox Energy Drink and Samuel Little's victims. <laughs> Did Was I the only one that hoped? Because at the start of this, Vince is sat there going through the show with Steph and the door knocks. He goes, Steph, can you get the door? I really hoped, and I'm so mean after last week, oh, I no. hoped that Steph would open the door and a bin would just come flying through. Stephanie, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> give me a medic. Vince, can I team up with The Rock tonight? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Picks up Finn. Oh, uh, <laughs> That's it. You That's... know what? I've had a great idea. <laughs> That's how you get anything you want. Also, a little bit rude of uh, Mick, who, who Steph opens the door, and Mick goes, Hey, Vince, how you doing? Oh, hey, Steph. <laughs> like, like, barely acknowledges Stephanie McMahon. Well, he didn't want to suffer the wrath of Test. Oh, so. oh yeah. Big, oh, big, massive coward Test. Grr. Anyway, we're in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, the other Not Birmingham. Not the other Birmingham that uh, we visited last Birmingham. week. The New Age Outlaws start, and they are defending their tag team titles this Sunday against the har- uh, the Hollies, the Hardcore Hollies. Just the Hollies. I must still call them the Hardcores there, that works. Hardcore and Crash, yeah. the Hollies. Dog has a sore throat here, presumably from recording with K-Quick all night. <laughs> Up in this bitch. But Freud does the rest. Triple H interrupts, and... He has the most ridiculous makeup job you have ever seen. <laughs> Phantom of uh, the Opera. It's all like his whole side of his face is all looks all swollen and red and angry and heavily made up, basically. Yeah. He looks like 1990 Sting. <laughs> uh, he... if, if Sting had had a flare up from using the bad makeup. Yeah, he said, This is it. I've had the American flag for so long, it's now stained my face. Anyway, he politely asked for the mic. Crowd does not care. That he is clearly dying. They chant asshole. You know which... he's dying because he's talking like with his nose all blocked up. Uh, uh, don't you haven't got to call me an asshole for much longer. His nose was blocked up. He's he didn't pass out. He's oh, <laughs> he's got a big nose. Uh, they chant asshole, which coincidentally is what he resembles. <laughs> he is very emotional. He says this business a lot. Something that would happen, oh, to, to this day. Yeah. Uh, Vince comes out per request to snivelling dying Triple H. As he whines, look at me, Vince. <laughs> Sounded like Cody Rhodes with his voice cracking at the exact right time. I got bitten by a rattlesnake. Uh. We get the clip from Raw. I forgot about this. This crazy Jim Ross and Steve Austin <laughs> tag match between Triple H and China. And this ended with Triple H throwing tri- <laughs> Triple H into, that's right, the return of the snake room. Yes, he throws him into another snake room. So we go off air of Raw with Triple H being trapped in a room with a rattlesnake. Yeah, yeah and literally, the, the, the light is off, so he shuts the door, and it's pitch black. And he's like, no, no, oh, God, no. <laughs> but this is it, right? The commentators <laughs> know this happened on Raw. I don't get why the commentators aren't making the connection. Like, all the, as Triple H is walking out, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler 
all the way out going, oh my God, what what happened to Triple H? What What's wrong with his face? You were there on Monday when he got trapped in a room with a rattlesnake. I'm not suggesting that you know that's what it is, but maybe make the connection and go, oh my God, he was trapped on Raw with a rattlesnake. Do you think the rattlesnake did that? That's all you had to say. But they look like goobers because they're just going, oh, what's happened to him? I wonder if it's anything to do with being yeah. stuck in a room with a rattlesnake, lads. Because I think they're waiting for Triple H to get to the point or to show the clip before they're like, what, what could have happened? What could this snake give him some bad shellfish <laughs> we know how bad that is for you <laughs> and uh, is this is this wrestling Vince Triple H says to oh god <laughs> and he, he's so in yeah he's so he's so behind the curtain and this this goes on for about 10 minutes or so Triple H tearfully quits no mercy has no main event oh. Kane tells X-Pac Sean, stay out of this act before walking off <laughs> to go hunt for Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it because <clears throat> Kane is walking to the ring as X Pac is arriving in the venue, and basically, Kane looks like he's going to blank him, which they're like more former tag team champions. Just seems a bit cruel. <laughs> it's it's tough love at this point. You yeah, know, you fall out with your friend, and you know, Triple they don't H- give you a reach around. <laughs> Sorry, the acolytes in the ring. With no entrance, but we can probably speculate that they ended over the top rope. More than likely, more than likely. And it's a handicap match. Uh, Kane versus both of the acolytes, both of the rough and tough hombres, says Cole, <laughs> as the acolytes were colder than the reception to 2K20 before they reformed <laughs> as the APA, so crowd doesn't really care. Am I right thinking that this is the first night on ring announcing duty for Lillian Garcia? She may have... Um, you appeared oh, on... wait, no, it's been a chimmel beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least on SmackDown. I think it's the first time we've heard her dulcet tones on SmackDown. There's a few, like, like yeah. you could tell, like, she's very much a diamond in the rough at this point. There's a few announcements that she makes that don't quite land. Mm. But as time would go on, she'd just, she'd, she'd become, like, a, a decent voice, the de- a decent voice of wrestling, a great voice of wrestling. But at this point, she's very much a diamond in the rough, which I find quite fun. Yeah, the, the tone's a bit off. Yeah. She's but, just yelling. But I just noticed when she announced Kane to the ring, I was like, oh, that's uh, that's her. Mm, Kane! Uh, rather lengthy by the standards of this show. I guess as Russo left, they figured the best strategy to fill out the show was to extend the match length. Oh, can you imagine? So, what a crazy idea. What yeah, if we well, put more wrestling in? Yeah. What are we thinking? Anyway, Kane sits up from the clothesline from hell, kicks out with a not-3D, kicks out with a double powerbomb, but a second double powerbomb is enough for the acolytes to get a win and have no one care about them. With the match over, Xbox scares off the A, not APA, with the chair, and it'll be a four-way this Sunday night. Oh, so Kane versus Xbox versus Farouk versus Bradshaw. That's right. Oh, I like this. I like it's a nice, it's a nice different dynamic. Yeah. To uh, to this this feud rather than doing Kane and Xbox versus the APA. Or versus, sorry, versus the acolytes. They're not called the APA. And it's it's yet. so easy saying the the, the APA. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's so easy to say the APA. Says Matthew as he struggles to say the APA. Um, now, yeah, yeah, I'm used to calling them the APA, so that's going to take some getting used to. But I like the I like the different dynamic of this fatal four way and the way the match plays out on Sunday. I'm very intrigued by. Yeah, in is a match thing. What well, whatever, but as a storyline, I'm loving it. Yeah, exactly. So. Incidentally, uh, myself and Matthew, uh, next time we converse, oh, yeah. we will be watching No Mercy. I mm. believe that it should be in keeping with what we did previously. So next time you hear us beyond this podcast, me and myself, Matthew, Greg and I, I will be sat down to do you a commentary track for WWF No Mercy 1999. And people seem to like that. 
Which I was very happy about. Everything but the eating. So it will be no we- mercy for your ears. It'll be me, yeah. Tom, Pringles, Watsits, <laughs> Quavers. I'm bringing the noisiest snacks. <laughs> my mic bad? No, your mic is fine. Is my mic Two Twixers out of two. <laughs> Backstage, Foley's looking for The Rock but bumps into Stevie Richards, who is still dressed as Dude Love. Literally just walking around, seeing the Dude Love theme and dancing. It's like, Dude Love. Oh, hey, man. Own the gimmick. Own the gimmick. 100% own the gimmick. I'm proud of him. Uh, Stevie has to remind him that what he's doing. Uh, it's me. I'm, I'm, I'm Dude Love. I'm doing your gimmick. And Foley's like, are you? <laughs> God. <laughs> great. Poor Stevie. And also remind him that he's his best friend. Stevie goes, no, no, no. The Rock is my best friend. <laughs> Bit awkward. Uh, and then Foley eats food during this. Good job we don't do that anymore. Mick, uh, yeah, yeah, because who would do that whilst uh, whilst talking? Uh, Va- uh, Mick, Mick and Stevie have a bit of a chat here, and Stevie says, I want to sort one of your problems for you. I, I want to face Val Venus later on. And Mick Foley says, Val Venus would kill you, which is, which is <laughs> devastating for Stevie Richards, who, about an hour before this, pinned Kurt Angle in a dark match. <laughs> Lest we forget. So yeah, let's, this, this is main event Val Venus we're talking about, though. Let's put let's put the scale together, the mid card <laughs> yeah, scale. Ahead. So currently, the mid card scale sits Val Venus, mm-hmm. Stevie Richards, Kurt Angle. It's in a, in descending order. No, no, no. Kurt, the mid card. Yeah, the, well, Angle Steve- is still on the dark match card. He's, got, <laughs> he's, he's still below Jr. Ryder. Oh jeez! Well, he's even. But okay. Well, even so, out of those three, Kurt Angle is the lowest common denominator. <laughs> yes, I thought I saw your fantastic point, and I would walk all over. <laughs> no, but you make a very valid one yourself. Yes, yeah, but Balvinus is upper mid card right now. Oh, he is above Bulldogs. We'll get to. You could put him in the main event, but he would lose Overness. You know who isn't over? That's right, Test. It was a sit-down interview with Michael Hayes. Test is pit censored off. That's if you put it in a T-shirt, like Jeff Jarrett. And even though Steph has forgiven the Bulldog, he never will. Steph. Which is why this Sunday, Bulldog takes on The Rock <laughs> at No Mercy. I lo- Old Tess, right? Tess says Steph doesn't want Tess fighting the Bulldog. Oh, that's lucky for Tess, did it? But the Bulldog's... Oh, happen- just like, oh, thank God, oh. he killed me. But Bulldog can fight everybody else. But Steph has gone, no, Tess, don't fight the Bulldog. Like, that's the obvious feud. What are you doing? As a young boy, Tess... Lost a fight to a bin. <laughs> so did his future wife. I'm sorry to give. <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, if it was like the hound in Game of Thrones, isn't scared of anything but fire. <laughs> Tess is like, why I oughta? <laughs> you see, he sees a bin. He sees bulldog throwing a bin, and the theme from uh, the Phantom Menace kicks in his head. <laughs> Test. Test. Are you okay, Tess? I'm <laughs> 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 a heart attack. Call. <laughs> He's not frightened of any wrestlers, but the thought of Bulldog wielding a bin. No, I can't. Steph's told me not to, like... And and also, and also, my future wife says I can't fight you. Cuck. My future wife says I can't fight you, so what I should do if I had any balls was attack you. And she goes, you said you wouldn't. I'll throw a bin in her head and she'll be all right by Thursday. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so, so we tested something wrong by Steph's because Steph because every so what we've gathered from this from this WWF universe is that every time Steph gets hit by a bin, she resets. Yeah. So all we need to happen is is Steph like if if Tess cheats on Steph and Steph catches yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang. <laughs> oh hi hi Andrew Tess. <laughs> Tess, why do you spend... Where's my money? I spent it all on cocaine. What? Bin. <laughs> Incidentally, I like... Whack. I like that Steph calls him Test. <laughs> my future husband, Test. <laughs> doesn't call him Andrew. Do you take Test to be your... <laughs> His name's Test? Will you be Mrs. Test? <laughs> Steph is about to become Mrs. Test. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Test. Oh, hey, Test. <laughs> Test is his name. <laughs> it's like it's like Steph walking into a business meeting at, 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 uh, at WWE Towers in Stanford. Like, well, Triple H did a meeting with some people, and Steph walks in and goes, Oh, uh, hey, Triple H, can I borrow you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, or sat at home having dinner. <laughs> hey, Triple H, can you pass the mustard? <laughs> Here's your mustard. Sorry, sorry. Nowadays, you'd be called Mustafa Test. <laughs> hey! hey! See, I read the news. Backstage, <laughs> Mr. Hughes and Chris Jericho were brawling. Oh, no. Trouble Whoa. in paradise. <laughs> Trouble in paradise. <laughs> sorry. That was definitely my thought when I saw Chris Jericho and Curtis Hughes having a fight. <laughs> Trouble in paradise. <laughs> John... Can you make <laughs> can you make a romantic novella cover a book cover for a romantic novella featuring Chris Jericho and Curtis Hughes and the book's called Trouble in Paradise? No, never mind that. Follow you up, John. Can you do the guy with his girlfriend looking at someone else meme? Oh, with, instead of Jericho and Curtis Hughes, he's looking at the fig. <laughs> <laughs> Two jobs for you there, John. I can't remember if he works yeah, Tuesdays. Get, get to work. <laughs> <laughs> love you, John. That, love you, John. Thank you for your thoughts. Photoshop John Eiley. Look out for that on my Twitter and Matthew's Twitter. Oh, yeah. We'll have to plug him if we make him doing work. Damn right we do. The Rock finds Foley with a pop of the night from the crowd. Uh, the Rock is a keen on them teaming up. Uh, quote, what, are you retarded or something? <laughs> 99.9. The Rock will team up tonight as long as it's the last ever time. Foley's so happy... Uh, please let him do the doesn't matter who you're wrestling tonight and he's so happy Rock doesn't even care who they're wrestling so Foley quietly goes oh it's for the New Age Outlaws and it's for the titles oh, oh. what did we think of the Rock's dressing room I don't think about these too much because they're just this room apart from the snake room it's just it's, every arena had one in 99 I just it's just I find it funny that like like sometimes you'll have shots of wrestlers in the locker rooms and, and if they're like members of the corporation there'll be like sofas and a big TV and flowers and stuff Mankind finds The Rock you know the like main event superstar The Rock like now multi-millionaire super Hollywood megastar The Rock finds him in a room with one broken chair on the right, <laughs> nothing else, and his bag in the corner with his phone charging in a socket. It looks so sad. It's so that. depressing. Please don't tell people how I live. <laughs> no, you know what? No, you miss off off camera. There's a bin to the right which keeps test out of the locker room. <laughs> how is it? Like like salt keeps Dra- <laughs> Dracula's out. <laughs> Draculas, you all the all the Draculas, a school, Draculas, a school of Draculas, 
and a, ah! it keeps an apology of Dracula's out. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, just, oh, I'm going to die before this thing's over. Oh, Trouble in Paradise resumes. Oh, no, let's get serious. It's Chris Jericho come to the ring. The last ever match Mr. Hughes would have in WWF. Uh, this is the time when THQ and Aki were making their uh, the, the list and everything for the WrestleMania 2000, the game. Oh. And guys like the Blue Meanie and Meat are in that game. And also Ken Shamrock. Mr. Hughes is not in that game. That he had such a crap, boring, uneventful run, unspectacular run, that Ken Shamrock literally left the company rather than deal with him. <laughs> That's that not is, true. That is devastating. I mean, I mean, I think, I think, I think, AKI would have struggled with that sparkly jacket, graphics-wise, Curtis shoes. That's my only thing. Like, I don't know which, I don't know who would have had bigger problems: two K games with Bianca Belair's hair, or AKI oh, no, with the no. glittery jacket of Curtis shoes. <laughs> In a match sponsored by Road Rash sixty four. Oh, I was going to go. This last ever appearance brought to you by Road Rash sixty four. Lego Mindstorms and 1-800-COLLECT. Probably very unhappy wanted some money back and it was Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hughes <laughs> sponsoring. Anyway. Incidentally, is... before we oh, get into on. the match, um, oh, Z, God. C left, C down, C left, <laughs> Z, L, R, C down at the menu screen. Does that knock Mr. Hughes at Road Rush? No, that is how you get to that is how you get to be a cop in Road Rush 64. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Sadly, Curtis Hughes was not a playable character in Road Rush 64. In oversight, the road the people who made Road Rush Codemasters even admit we are we regret to this very day. Yeah, they had to issue a statement a while ago. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Hughes, press F. Uh, cost Jericho a tag match to the headbangers on Raw. So Jericho abandoned him. It, uh, no one cares about Mr. Hughes. Uh, the Headbangers, and apparently he's heard the WF at the start of October. He would stay on jacked in heat mostly, but make brief appearances popping up like the Groundhog and Groundhog Day. This to is tell where you what they the started is. wearing the cones, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. Where they just started wearing like Madonna style bras. That's right. I think they'd been in Memphis. I need to check this, but it, it, it was a bit. They'd gone away for a year mm. or so and just came back like, oh, you're, you're right. They, I mean, I mean, to be honest, they yeah, do fit quite well. In this era, yeah, it's it, they're, they're, they've come they're back. And it's like, oh, teams. It, yeah, it's like, oh, the headbangers are back. Sure, yeah, that's it. Like that, the, the style, their music, their look, their gimmick, their uh, their wrestling technique, all does fit very well with the Attitude Era. You know, they were there for bits of '98, most of '98, I think. So it was just nice to see them back. I thought it was fine. Uh, they were unoffensive uh, in this match. Um, did they? No, they didn't turn up, did they, Headbangers? They didn't turn up at, at all no, no. on this. This was just like, as you say, normally they live on on, uh, on heat and jacked and metal. I seem to remember watching a lot of Headbangers matches yeah. on uh, metal. I was going to say, because they did they had the finish move, I believe it was the mosh pit, which is the powerbomb leg drop combo. Yeah, I like that. I, I like think, that a lot. I think I put on Twitter one time, why does no one do this move anymore? It was that in the uh, boogie bang, which is the reverse powerbomb uh, roadkill and oh, yeah. combo. And someone, I think a wrestler, maybe player Uno said, because it's scary as hell to take and very painful, the leg drop when you're in that position to take both yeah. a, a, a bump and that. But yeah, they would kill like these, probably JR Ryder more than yeah. a few times. <laughs> yeah, headbangers would just kill these guys with these moves. Um, so yeah, and I forgot actually, this is such a weird gimmick we've completely missed. Oh, I wouldn't say we missed it. Of course, why wasn't the headbangers on TV? Uh, Beaver Cleavage. Well, Thrasher was injured. Thrasher come back to Beaver Cleavage. Then Chaz. Uh, they're gone now. After of course 
course I remember this now. I, I seem to remember... Other than actually being on SmackDown, we have got one... Yeah. Not SmackDown, big your pardon. On the um, Sunday Night Heat before the last pay-per-view we did, Chaz wrestled somebody and then... Thrasher made the save. His last came out with makeup to basically imply that he she'd been hit yeah. by him. So crowd booing... And all the other wrestlers beat the hell out of him and threw him out the locker room. And then that was the last we heard of him. Then GTV footage showed that she was applying makeup to create the effect of wounds. So I went, oh, okay, she lied because wrestling is written by very sexually frustrated males. <laughs> Still continues to be. All women are liars or whores. And they just got back as the headbangers and didn't say no I'm sure, ever again. I'm sure. Probably the best, really. No, I'm sure that Chaz had a match after this came out, after he was exonerated. I'm sure Chaz had a match and was getting beaten down and Thrasher came out to save him. And they kind of united there and then. Thrasher came out in okay, the Okay, yeah, gear. maybe then, yeah. Chaz was there. And, and then, so then the following week, they went, hey, we're the headbangers again. Yeah. But it was like, look, can you just forget that happened? Yeah, let's That's just draw, going nowhere. draw a line under that. Yeah. Draw a line under that and that'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, the guy writing the show wishes he was writing for a different show. <laughs> Russo thinks he was doing Davis Our Lives and Ed Ferrara was doing Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. I love that Never he did forget. That. Love that he did that so much. After No Mercy, we'll put it on. Right. The, the, the Adventures of the Missing High Tops. Anyway, back, sorry, sorry. Back, Curtis... back to Mr. Hughes because I know you're dying to hear what happened. I want to I talk about the way Curtis Hughes sells Chris Jericho's <laughs> dropkick. <laughs> like, it was like, like he was slowly falling down the stairs. <laughs> Mate, it's his sixth ever bump. Gone <laughs> for at least ten years at this time. And he, yeah, this this whole this whole match was a bit of a dud. Yeah, even with this, even with Jericho doing his best here, and he's actually changed his hair up. He's no longer got the whatever you call it. He had like a little ponytail at the front, didn't he? The front like a tail, pony bit, didn't he? And yeah. yeah, he's 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 switching up. He's the Lenny he's a, Lane special. He's about to he's about to launch into look two of forty eight during his time in the WWF slash WWE. Yeah, for people who care about Jericho's stages, he does has more stages than Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey. Thank you, Ed Ferrara. <laughs> so nothing much happens apart from Hughes trying to sell, and it's probably when they realise, oh god, yeah, oh <laughs> we put him in matches <laughs> on TV on Raw. On Raw, he had a match. Worst, the flagship show. In worst this worst oh. part is, this is probably some of the best <laughs> that he's wrestled at this point compared to 94. Yeah, but there's, there needs a lot of distractions because the Fink shows up. <laughs> but, you know, Chris Jericho had a on the right rebound. cast of characters here, didn't he? He had a right cast of characters. Look, he needs all the distractions in the world with Mr. Hughes' singles <laughs> matched. It's like a sleight of hand magician. Look, just, just don't look at it directly. Fink distracts the referee. Jericho bonks him with a chair. Doesn't bother hiding it to the point where Lawler has to mock the referee for not seeing this chair practically in the pin, <laughs> clipping in like 2K20. And that's it. That's, that's it. it. The referee's like, I don't care about Mr. Hughes. One, two, three. <laughs> so I'm supposed to DQ yet or whatever. Hughes got screwed. Whatever. Jericho's changed his look up more. Long hair, no jacket. And realise now, after he gets out the ring, ah, I'm getting WF more. All right. There's some catchphrases, and the crowd is actually responding to them positively. Yeah. The they're, they're, they're anti silly hair and tinfoil jacket, but they're pro not liking Hughes and yeah. cool catchphrases. So you will never, ever forget. Um, and then he gives Fink to Hughes as a parting gift. As a gift to say goodbye and thank you for all the fish. Yeah. And I don't know if, again, I would love to hear that they screw this guy over, but Hughes is like, oh, okay, great. And him and Hughes walk the back. 
Like, hey, buddy. Oh, no, no, no Fink's, Fink's not having it at all. Fink looks upset yeah. about the whole but, thing. But Howard, but the Curtis Hughes is more than happy with basically taking on a, uh, oh, a, a small old man. Get in, he can take my bumps for me. <laughs> so bump, bump, bumps implies, you know, plural. But that's it. And I wonder, was he supposed to, like, attack him or punch him? And this cut that bit out and went, nah, you, you're done, mate. <laughs> we realised this was a bad idea. Can you please go back to wherever it is you came from? <laughs> and that's it. So they just walk off together in the sunset, like Castle Black. <laughs> I think it's the start of a beautiful. <laughs> we at this point, Sorry, we we both we have both acknowledged the same appalling tone deaf. Oh, change. this is it. This is it. Can I do this one? You of can course do you one. can, mate. Of course you can. <laughs> wow, Howard Finkel. Looks like he got cold in his stocking. <laughs> Look how unhappy he is. That big dumb idiot. <laughs> On Raw, we found out that Big Show's father is terminally ill. <laughs> that is that <laughs> is the gear <laughs> <Yeah>. change. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Joe Ross early today spoke to Big Show in an empty arena. He's very sad. He's very upset that he didn't have time to hang out with his dad more and then he's never finished there, blah, blah, blah. He's very sad. He's teary. He's all that. Um, he died years ago in real life. He did indeed, yes. But it's it's interesting that the the this is the where we're going. But just two way, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what's going to be happening uh, soon, what do you think about this? Tom? Uh, Big Show rambling about coasting, I think, is fairly accurate for his WWF career. He talks about like, <laughs> well, right uh, now it is absolutely. Yeah, exactly. But but even but even like during his WCW days, like he very much just kicked back on the. He even says like, I was a tall guy, so I just kicked back against that. And it's like that is so true. Like if he had really knuckled down and focused at points he could have been so much greater but he hasn't been helped by some of the uh, the cards he's been dealt in the WWF since he turned up yeah I mean it's it's been a tough ride I mean yeah. only about two months ago he was walking through the desert having made snake shoes uh, with a motorbike over his shoulder to now oh like I didn't see enough of my dad well no mate you're in the desert for ages of course you didn't are we meant to are these stories meant to meant to collide I don't know you're in the occult for ages of course you didn't see your dad uh, but now he talks about wanting to make his dad proud and it's a very snotty uh, slow sad promo from a seven foot giant because this is how yeah. you build a monster yeah everyone of six foot ten on the show is, is upset and crying a lot and backstage yeah, is what very is, consistent what is it about but anyway let's not forget Stone Cold Steve Austin's arriving yeah! soon his dad's alive! Yay! <laughs> da 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 da! Alive! <laughs> also, this was dying for an Eric Bischoff, like, offhand comment on Nitro to go, yeah, Andre the Giant died in 93, you idiot. <laughs> did he really say that on Nitro? Oh, I really want them to. Anyway, Bossman has a hardcore match against Al Snow and Big Show. Wow, what a transition. I mean, uh, between feuds, I mean, obviously not just between Austin, the door that we will stare at for every segment until he <laughs> arrives. You, you mentioned WCW and Andre the Giant then has, has reminded me of the, that bit where where, um, where Big Show threw Andre the Giant's T-shirt at Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Remember this, Hulk! <laughs> and then when they forgot about that, like a Chaz wife-beaten storyline, they went, uh, was it, it was one of Spring Break episodes? And Scott Hall just blad and just goes, hey, hey, man, how's your dad, Andre? And be sure it's not, shut up, shut up. <laughs> oh, God. You know, your dad. <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't you just love him, kids? You oh, know, well. So, yeah, tonight, it's so, yeah, we're going from, this is how we make the natural progression from Big Boss Man versus Al Snow to Big Boss Man versus Big Show. And maybe he can continue this method of feuding with people by 
cooking Big Show's dad and feeding it to him. <laughs> that seems like the next bit. We're getting a hardcore yeah. match, aren't we, later on, between Big Show Boss we Man and We certainly are. This is just to whet your appetite because Mark Henry Therapist Session number three is coming up. God, it's like... Right. This is more thing. More twists and turns than... An, uh, I'm trying to think of any famous roller coasters. Um, you name any. The, the ultimate at Light Water Valley. That's one, yes. <laughs> More oh, the, twists and turns than a roller coaster. Yeah, I thought. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> More twists and turns than Roller Coaster Tycoon Three. Nice. So Mark Henry, ah, oh, he's got a male therapist that's integral to the humour of the situation. He's complaining about the other two therapists he had were just too hot, and he knew as soon as he walked through the door that that female one wanted him, the other female one wanted him. So that's why he's got a male one. Are you ready for the joke, Tom? Can uh, you guess what the joke's going to be in the year of our Lord, 1999, during the Attitude Era? Well, when Can I saw guess? the therapist licking his lips, I kind of started to see the gag crawling through here. The gag was coming through, <laughs> like... Crawling through the, the gaping hole of bad oh. taste. <laughs> Stop it! All right. Okay. Yeah, the, the joke, you can see it coming like a one of those horns that trains have. <laughs> the joke is... The, are you sat down? Yeah, I'm ready. The joke is that the therapist, the male therapist for the sex addiction Mark Henry is struggling through life with, is a gay therapist. Oh, my, 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 my. God. And this segment, it's weak compared to the other ones because Mark Henry got to show off his acting chops and be like, you know, I have sex with earth and sex with dogs, sex with plants, whatever that's near. Every hole is a goal and all that. Uh, this one, one doesn't make any sense because surely if he was addicted to sex, what he really should have done was pounded that guy like he was John Henry <laughs> while I was crying. <laughs> but no, also it sucks because this actor sucks. <laughs> like, it's only him going, has to go like, oh, don't worry, I can help you touch Mark Henry. Whoa! And Crowden said he gets it, but he's terrible. There's no, like, there's no lisp. There's no, like, little dog <laughs> thing. There's, no, there's nothing, it's just... Oh, touch you. Oh, I must be gay, right. But, but he's then, just, there's no acting. There's no conviction to this gay actor guy. He did not sell to me that he was a, a gay therapist. He sucked. He killed this segment. Mm. Mark Henry would have been world champion <laughs> at Armageddon if it wasn't for this idiot. It was when Mark Henry stormed off and this guy this guy turns and says, chocolate, but, but sexual. Come back, sexual. Because Mark Henry's first name is sexual. That made me laugh. And then, and then you mentioned there that he didn't. He, in fact, did have lisp because uh, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler come back from this and they say, oh, well... That, that's a ter- what a terrible therapist. He had a lisp. So I so they they insinuate in this bit that the joke lol 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 the joke is how the therapist had a lisp. But no, you've you've basically said the therapist is gay. That's the joke lol lol lol. Don't pretend that you are going for like a a pseudo joke when you have basically that's not how comedy works. That's not how yeah. humor works. Yeah, this what this is where they wrote the punchlines like any build up. Nah. And I'm glad that they focused on the list because I didn't even friggin' notice it. No, the guy was so he went his lip once. I'm supposed to pay attention to it like it's so a god Anybody film. said, but sexual, come back, sexual. That's when you notice the lisp. But then but they pretended that's the joke. But that was blatantly I hope not this the guy joke. Listens to this because he's clearly busking. There's no <laughs> yeah. way this guy's still like that guy sucked. He killed me. <laughs> 
I'm not a lefty liberal. I love jokes. That's so... <laughs> Badly acted joke. Badly acted crap. Anyway, Big Boss Man versus Al Snow versus Big Show. Hardcore title. If you really want a really good uh, gay stereotype in wrestling, uh, <laughs> when the Mountie gets put in jail for the jailhouse match, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the guy comes up to him in the jail cell and says, don't you just love the way that leather, leather feels against your body? Like, he acts it a lot better than this guy does. Yeah. And it's it's still it's it's still a crap stereotype, yeah. but it's at least acted better. And also that helps because the Mountie treated losing that match like he was being led to the death chamber. Yes, he really did. He sold it like a good one. Yes. Whereas this is just a set up for the three-way match. Hardcore title. That's right. Big Boss Man cuts off Al Snow on the way to the rings. This is the dog thing issue that we're kind of supposed to remember, but we're not really bringing up that much. Uh, Al Snow brings out a table, some trays and sticks, so it's already twice as violent as modern Big Japan pro wrestling, according <laughs> to Dave Meltzer. Ha, <laughs> uh, Show shows up, and he is angry. I don't know why. Possibly, possibly his dying dad, but yeah. the commentators don't bring it up, so who knows? It's, it's, it says that Big Show is in a foul mood because he's upset because of his dad. But we, I mean, it could be anything. <laughs> Any reason why? Ah, <laughs> oh, they're out of rustlers. <laughs> oh, also my dad's dead. Um, Big Show gets cooled off with a fire extinguisher. Snow uh, takes a show stopper, aka choke slam, through the table. So. Bossman takes out Show with a nightstick to KO him and make him bleed for real, real new hardcore champion. And I think it's a nice transition between the whole Al Snow thing, must well remind yourself, oh yeah, that happened to the big Bossman versus Big Show thing. Yeah, but Show jobbing to Bossman, though, is something I didn't necessarily need. Nothing? No. No, man, the, the good Boss guy's going to fall need... first, then get himself back up. Yeah, but... Yeah, but it's again, it's, it continues this long story of the mismanagement of the Big Show. From the moment he arrived to, to to forever, they never quite grasped what to do with him. We're like, like yeah. it really, like all the pieces are in there, but they kind of got it in the wrong order. Like they sent him to OVW in two thousand and one as like a punishment thing. When really, what they should have done is gone. Okay, we've got him now. He's in, he's on our side. He's in nineteen ninety nine. It's the year nineteen ninety nine of our Lord, and uh, he's on our side. He's not a great wrestler, so why don't we hold off on? debuting him, we'll pay him, we'll send him to OVW, we'll send him to a couple of our, you know, our closer promotions, just to get to grips with stuff before we put him on the telly. And then when he does, he's going to be in much better shape, he's going to get the business a lot more, and off to the races we can go from there. That would that would make a lot of sense. Make uh, loads of sense! That they didn't realise that they'd been sold a lemon when they bought him. Not only was he not quite the natural wrestler they thought he was um, and not only was he injured coming in which I think they kept quiet which certainly doesn't get talked about enough and um, it's one of the reasons why they went alright you've lied to us cool Austin's going to beat you <laughs> <laughs> clean him in the ring and what everyone thought was going to be a Wrestlemania main event for the next year um, so that happened hey, hey do you know what's funny is everything you've said there right Austin, Big Show, and all that engine stuff. Swap Big Show for Cain Velasquez. Swap Austin for Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You have basically got what they did 20 years later. Yeah. But also you have to coincide with, uh, right now we're through a really weird period for WF because their big star, Austin, is kind of on the show. It's kind of not. It is kind mm. of false advertising in some places, <laughs> but he's, he's knackered. So yeah. having to work around that. Plus, oh, The Undertaker is really knackered, so he's left. And... Um, Bulldog is now in a upper mid-card position where he's supposed to be fuming with boss man. I'm going to switch some stuff around. And eventually they realise he's so knackered, Big Show will have to take his place. But Big Show's <laughs> jobbing to the boss man! 
<laughs> like that, that's why it's fascinating to go back and watch and go, wow, you really you went from <clears throat> boss man to, to world title on the same show, as we'll find out oh, uh, in a few months. Oy vey. Anyway, don't, don't look at that. Look at the fact that that door would be looking at continuously, like a, a David Lynch and Twin Peaks shot. I was looking It at- opens. Austin's here. Austin's here. He walked through a door. That was it. <laughs> they got very excited yeah. about Austin walking through a door, didn't they? Absolutely. Nice Finally. shout to the guy who in the crowd during the hardcore match had a sign for rajawwf.com. Ah, oh, the days when it was a huge thing to get your website URL. Yeah, big, and when you had to, and, and, and to try and get like the name of the of whatever it was in the URL as well was a big deal. Yeah, so if you had a long website name, forget it. Yeah, or geocities.com. Oh, that, no. No chance sometimes. Have one of your mates hold up geocities.com slash, and then you hold up the rest of the sign. Big shout to Raja as well that is still going. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nice. Still, still giving us the news. Get it. Love you, Raja. Hello. During the break, China is very upset, so getting more acting. She's really, really upset. Why is she upset? Well, I'll have to wait because here's Val Venus. <laughs> he knows about making women cry. <laughs> Sirius Venus claims ownership of Rocco. He found it. And this is, I think this is libertarian beliefs, I'm not sure. Uh, it's in the garbage. So he put it and he took, he took Rocco to the promised land. Venus is ready to show that he's the fastest up and coming with fast fist action star. And that's it. Here's Stevie Richards. This is the thing, right? Okay, so Val Venus stealing Rocco should have been a a little line that should have led to the impetus of Val Venus going into the main event. But the fact is Val Venus is still focused on the fact of I found a sock in the bin and I put it down my pants. That is still a story. Even here, he's boasting about fishing a sock out of the bin. Because he's got a serious... Finishing move that's different than money shot, as we'll see in a second. Oh, yes. His opponent is Steve Richards, as and he gets announced as Dude Love by Lillian. And I'm not yeah. sure that Lillian messes this up because the Chiron also says Dude Love. And when I said it, I would have sworn down that he was Dude Law. That was the gimmick. Let me try dude and find Dude Law. Yeah, because obviously he's not Dude Love. <laughs> he's probably Dude Love. So I, I swore he was Dude. I swear I remember reading that in the World of Wrestling magazine that. He was dude law. I wonder whether Lillian Garcia just lost some of her notes, so it was just going by whatever the Titan Tron said. Yeah, yeah and the, the Chiron says... <laughs> says dude, dude love. Singing dude love. I would have sworn that. Maybe you could find anything else. Wow, Googling dude law brings up nothing. I must have been wrong. Oh, my, my sources are bad. Yeah, he was just dude love. He just came out All as right. dude love. Sure. Uh, and uh, I describe Rasta dressing up as someone else as a classic Russoism, but... This has literally been Stevie's entire shtick in ECW with Raven, mm. but without the cut-off T-shirt. Boo. <laughs> Venus kicks out of the Stevie kick, shocking, and gives him a really rough-looking blue thunder bomb. Cole doesn't know the name, so nothing would change in 19 years. <laughs> Money shot, one, two, three, but more importantly, serious Venus's finisher. He's got Rocco, who gives Stevie the testicular claw. And you could say, okay, that's a bit crude, mixing up the porn gimmicks together with the mm. soccer mix, but... I think it makes a lot more sense than grabbing the man's crotch and doing the damage to it. Because if he'd started doing the mandible claw, there'd be a lot of questions there. Because Mankind's whole thing was that he knew the nerves to grab in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, true. You know, all this. So 
for, 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 for five minutes to suddenly get a sock and so you know how to use the mandible claw is like wait hang on does the sock give you the power that is an excellent shout that is an excellent shout and in the same way that mankind knows where all the nerves are in the mouth valvinus knows <laughs> all the nerves in the john thomas so therefore that makes his version of testicular claw the most devastating somewhere somewhere a, a very young joey ryan is making some notes yeah how to make six figures with one bump what if what if i had the testicular claw on me but that was the move what's your gimmick i'm like val venus but serious <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> guys it's been done meanwhile triple h rushed to hospital and near death he's vomiting as he's getting in the ambulance i want to point that bit out for a point at the end of the podcast like he's yeah vomiting like horrible foaming at the mouth vomit as he's getting into the ambulance yeah. Like like Albert Doyer, he's gonna die live on TV. <laughs> Sorry, I love it. I love a good Albert Doyer reference. <laughs> Speaking of near death, his bulldog and a live mic. <laughs> and if you like last week's bit where we did the, this word for word, oh. here we go. Okay, right there we go. We're I now, can't do the accent very well, but I can get the cadence. We present Matthew Gregg as the British bulldog. I can't care about anybody. I care. Care. Sorry, misspelled. This is Kerr, spelled C U R R. I, I care about the WWF title. I'll take it from Triple H. And Rock, you think you can slam me in a pile of dog crap and get away with it? <laughs> oh, never mind this crap thing. Oh, my God. Okay, stop, stop everything. <laughs> As some people may know, it's semi-infamous, semi-not. They had a match where The Rock, Dave, David Boy Smith, The, the Rock bottom on dog poop. Yeah. Because it had Michael Cole's call of, the dog poop, the, the dog, dog poop. poop, stamped on the dog poop, the dog poop. And... I thought, being, you know, sensible lad, they did this after the big pay-per-view match between The Rock and Bulldog. Wouldn't that make sense, Tom? Wouldn't no. you want Bulldog slamming Rock in dog poop to make him look good? Make... Gotta no. keep Rock strong. This happened this week. So this is the go-home raw, is The Rock rock-bottoming Bulldog into dog poo. Yeah. That's fine. That therefore says to me that Bulldog's going to win. <laughs> Let's all remember this moment. Believe it. So I remember this moment. So you're talking about like, oh, the big show's booking around this period was a bit mistake. Tom, look at this show! <laughs> Honestly, this is this is a great example of where we were at in WWF at this point. So we've had that. So Bulldog has washed his back and he's come out to do a a scintillating promo for the crowd. Matthew, will you do us the honors from the top of giving us the rock promo of the Bulldog promo? I think it was it. I think I got. St- Sorry, I thought it was such a good idea, but I got distracted and was like confused by the fact that <laughs> that was the honour I gave it because that's all he said. And he may have said some other words, it, but yeah. I was too distracted. Look at him going, "My God, you look like if you look like you're bitten by a radioactive pepper army." <laughs> a few other things he said was uh, all as you say. All he cares about is the WWF Championship, and he says, "If Triple H is too sick to defend it, I'll take it from whoever." <laughs> so like, and it's like that says something about the, uh, the 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 mental state of Bulldog, where Bulldog's like, if Triple H is too sick to defend it, then somebody else have it, and then I'll beat you for it. Like, <laughs> I don't want it. I want to take it from somebody else. Uh, he then says he's going to beat The Rock and get one step closer to my title. And I really wanted him to say shot, but he didn't. <laughs> my title. He's just prattling on about winning the belt. It's just bloody annoying. <laughs> So next time I won't get the radioactive. But no, it's fine. But the the comments about him looking like a radioactive pepper army is a beautiful description of the oh, bulldog. Oh god! <laughs> and we go hard left. 
Terry Runnels photo shoot <laughs> where she is naked apart from the dollars and she blends up really well she's on a big plastic couch that is very uh, almost exactly the same as her forehead right now uh, winner of the tit wins $100,000 and her managerial services if you know what I mean can I just have the cash equivalent <laughs> Yeah, is that fine? And she says it like that as well. If you know what I mean, Wazowski. You wanted the best. You got the best. The hardest manager in the world. You wanted the best. You've got the rest. (laughs) One hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I'm not being funny, but she's got like, she's not doing it for me. No, she's she's trying to get this Stifler's mum appeal. But in HD, it's, <laughs> HD is the enemy. <laughs> HD truly is the enemy. To people, yeah, to people her age, yeah. But to th- these kids running around, I'm pretty sure that's illegal in some states in America. <laughs> anyway, the Edge and Christian team are watching the monitor backstage. Those little tiny ones, that CRT monitors, they're still using for Smash Brothers tournaments around the world. And they're actually but, watching it properly, like watching it face on. Yeah, like, well, that's good, that, huh? Tit. Like that. But the new brood show up, and Gangrel, and beat them up. Ooh. Boot of the week. <laughs> this was incredible. This was a great oh. example of how tone deaf this company is at this point. Throw. Uh, do you have any ideas? Uh, okay, cool. There's nine. Select all. Yes to all. <laughs> all right. On Raw, Jeff Jarrett hits China with a toaster. I believe this is during the main event, Jim Ross, Steve Austin tag match, mm-hmm. and dumps her in a laundry basket, which I remember. They then launch the laundry basket, one of the big ones, off a ledge in the parking bay. Which is cool, looks horrible. Uh, no issues with that. They then open it, and she is literally soaked in blood. And the commentators are just like, oh my god, oh my god. That was your lugs boot of the week! Jesus Christ! Oh my god, how can lugs be alright with this? Hey guys, uh, thanks for the sponsorship deal. Uh, we're gonna highlight like some big attacks from the week uh, to really sell your shoes. Okay, so what's this week? Oh well, the lugs boot of the week this week is Jeff Jarrett killing a woman! I don't know how that. Do you want some shoes? Because <laughs> you don't think the one thing that wasn't bleeding? Her feet. Because <laughs> she had lugs. If Thanks I, to lugs. Now, if Cole had said, well, thank God she was wearing lugs, otherwise her feet would be bleeding too, that might have saved the segment. <laughs> but, my God, it was so tone deaf. Jeff Jarrett should have knocked her out of a lug. <laughs> Somebody made that and went, yeah, that's fine. They do something else. Right, later on, it, it, <laughs> it's even worse. They do another one Look. of these later on, and well, it's even worse. <laughs> Awful company. Awful, awful company. I don't know what happens next week, but if Triple H dies in this episode, it's going to be like, Austin, I just want... Lugs! (laughs) Tell my my wife... For your feet, lugs! Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Double J is here with oh. Miss Kitty and his his segment's going to be a lot more interesting probably going into a lot more detail that next week or next segment we do the Jeff Jarrett good housekeeping demonstration uh-huh. the whole ring is filled with housekeeping goods you covered everything in barbed wire at this point you'd have an AEW <laughs> lights out match uh, this is not one of Jarrett's best moments not in terms of delivery um, I'm, again look at it it's like it's in the actor's studio like that other therapist dude mm. but it's not his delivery isn't there the, the, and there's a blatant cut because the crowd isn't really getting it because the, the lines aren't that cool. She'll need the iron for her wrinkled skin, uh, whatever. And Jarrett promises to bring everything but the kitchen sink. I think it was a plot point. I kind of wanted Jeff Jarrett at this point to go, this looked good on paper. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this isn't landing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Deborah's here and tells him that there's going to be a new IC champion and it's going to be a woman. Jarrett's like, what? I hate women. And then leaves. It's very weak. But I imagine Jeff Jarrett had a lot of other things in his mind at this point than cutting yeah. his A material that we've had these other weeks. As Jeff Jarrett's contract is mere hours away from expiring with the WWF. So Jeff Jarrett's looking at his watch the entire segment. How long can I drag this out? So by this point, I'm presuming they've had the conversation. They've, somebody in Stanford has gone, uh, Vince, we need a word. Um, yeah, Jeff, Jeff's contract is about <laughs> to run out. And they must have had the conversation by this point and gone, Jeff, how you doing? Uh, do you want a new contract? And he said, no, I'm going to WCW. Cool, okay. Um, do you want to stay till Sunday, do some extra hours? Well, no, you've been horrible to me. Yeah, but we'll give you all this money. <laughs> and the a... biggest hug in the world. I know there's a big write-up of when Jarrett, they did that, like, five-disc... Jeff Jarrett, TNA. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, but I remember there was like a big interview with him was like a selling point. wasn't a big selling point for me because why would I want probably a five-disc Jeff Jarrett TNA set, Jesus. <laughs> but there, probably there's a big interview with him and that, it, one of the things he talks about in detail about it because there's people who get the wrong idea. From the top of my head, I'll have this all written out the next time, but from mm. the top of my head, it was along the lines of it wasn't that he was on up for money that he was owed. It was money he would get but suspected WWF May not may may drag their heels giving it that to him, given sense. that he was leaving WCW and all this, and he was 
effectively holding him up. And he says he was only holding up for money that he was going to get paid anyway. I think we, I think but we I may have talked about him. this. No, I think oh. we may have talked about this previously. The idea that yeah, there was there was money that was come that was due to come in for other sales, revenue, and merch and stuff like that. Where normally they they kind of get it like a month in lieu. But he was thinking, well, no. If once I go, you're just not going to send me the check. You, I'm gone to you. So how about you give yeah. me that now, and I will stay till Sunday. And if you don't, then I won't. Yeah. And. <laughs> You know, you go, what, WWE would never withhold money, isn't that right? <laughs> CM Punk, who was also just returned after having... Oh, whatever. Now he's working for Fox, mate. I know. Oh, uh, do, I, 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 actually, actually, CM Punk works for Fox. You're, you're wrong when you say he's back in WWE. Shut up! Lord Alfred Hayes, what are you doing on the... Oh, I hate... Is that your impression of a annoying wrestling fan, is Lord Alfred Hayes? Oh, he basically... uh, (laughs) It's close enough, actually. I have hated every single tweet I've had. Actually, he works for Fox. Just shut up! I don't swear on this very often, right? But shut the f*** up! Let us have nice things! Thank you. (laughs) Backstage, Kevin... (laughs) Kevin Kelly talks to Austin. Wow, this will cheer us up. Have you noticed what Steve Austin's drinking? What is he drinking? Now, I think because it's Steve Austin, we always assume it's a Steve Austin, having mm. a beer, having a beer, right? It's got a, it, the, the can has a napkin wrapped around it. So I paused it, took a screenshot, zoomed in. It's a Diet Coke. Oh. That's the biggest scandal of the show so far. Steve Austin's drinking Diet Coke. But obviously, they've... they've was there a thing where they had an issue with the sponsorship of Coca-Cola, where Coca-Cola didn't want to sponsor them? So whether this is WWE going, okay, well, if you're going to drink that, wrap that around there. I think it was Foley's book he talks about that. There's a scene where they have to recut some, uh, retake. Some, oh, no, sorry, there's a Pepsi in the background and they're no longer sponsoring us. He's like, oh, some companies were withdrawing yeah. this. But, yeah, and, like, we've lit, but, yeah, oh, I feel so bad for them. Didn't we just have a bit with, like, lugs for your feet, <laughs> dead women? <laughs> exactly. And also, even worse than that, Mr. Hughes. <laughs> oh. The Diet Coke Slurp of the Week. Oh, my God, Steve Austin's just been run over. That was your Diet Coke Slurp of the Week. <laughs> Tasteless. <laughs> Steve doesn't feel bad about Triple H dying. How was I supposed to know that rattlesnake was going to bite him? <laughs> How was I supposed to know me hitting him with that car would do damage? Yeah, uh, I'd be... Fairly mad if I was watching these shows and they promised Austin and he's backstage playing with snakes and guns. To be honest with you, but yeah, I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, we don't know for we don't know for a fact that they didn't bring out Steve Austin at the end of the night anyway. No, yeah, even just to kind of go, oh, I'm here, everybody. Oh, I, can do, I can do a stunner and throw beer. That's that's it. That's pretty much my shtick. Can you can you give this guy a stunner <laughs> for another five grand? <laughs> anyway, no time for that. The new brood, which is the Hardy Boys with a gangrel intro, but the Hardy Boys theme versus Edging Christian. Coming in through the crowd. This is the Terry Invitational Tournament, or as Lillian Garcia calls it, the following is the Terry Runnels Invitational Tag Team Contest. <laughs> the Trittle. The Trittle. The Trittle. The Trittle. Oh, God. The Trittle. As Lillian Garcia called it. The Trittic. I wonder whether Lillian just left her notes on the on a counter <laughs> behind the scenes. Just there's a few times tonight where she was just I feel like she's ad libbing. Yeah. Following contest of the Colorholic SmackDown review pop the, the, Tom Gamble. <laughs> yeah. She needs me really there just yeah. to tell her what it's called. <laughs> also, talking to sponsors. Well, the most appropriate one on the show, Legacy of Kane <laughs> sponsors the match with a vampire in it. <laughs> he should have sponsored the Kane Acolytes match. 
what a withering, what a withering agreeal from you. I don't get that, but I like you, Tom. So I'm going to give you a. Uh, Thanks, mate. I thought Kane and Kane. Oh Christ! <laughs> the gang. Oh Kane! I the gang. Kane, right? <laughs> Jesus spelling, Christ, Matthew. The spelling's different, but the sentiment. They're completely different. The sentiment is there. Anyway, do you think Gangrel, being the manager of the Hardys, gave the series away he was going to win? Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't. Not just me, then. Do you know, I, to be honest with you, I don't think it did. I don't, I don't think that really uh, gave anything away because I didn't expect the finish to be what it was. Nor, I didn't expect to be, the payoff to be what it was. All right. So I'm all right with it. Anyway, the normal match after last week's Tornado Tag... There's a lot of moves here, but we're not going to call all of them because that'll be a very dull podcast. But Jeff and Edge both land on their feet after backdrop attempts. Uh, monkey flip attempts, big problem. Christian gives Matt a Frankenstein on the outside. Jeff flies off the barricade to take out Christian, who ignores it. <laughs> so Gangrel throws him into the ring steps. Referee's distracted. Jeff misses a dive outside, bangs his head off the guardrail. Bless him. Hot tag to Edge. Lots of bustle and hustle. A double pin. But Teddy Long decides it's the Hardy Boys as winners, so it's 2-2. Two, two. Ah. And no mention here of what the added stipulation would be, so it must have been on Sunday Night Heat to decide it's going to be a ladder match. And they must have very late, or maybe on the bump. I don't know. Oh, God. Uh, Teddy Long is useless. <laughs> because he just he counts the pin for both before announcing, oh, no, I was only counting him. <laughs> Tag yeah. team matches are Teddy Long's speciality. He should yeah, be right? good at this. <laughs> But as soon as they get Tit involved, they can do the three... three oh, whatever. As soon as, they, as soon as we get the Titic involved. The Tritic involved. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got the wrong name. The Tritic. Uh, yeah, interesting finish. I liked it. I liked to add the, the tension going into Sunday, whatever the match will be. I'm sure it won't be a match that changes the shape of tag team <laughs> wrestling forever. Spoiler nah. it. Spoiler it does. Oh, what, what, what's that coming? Oh, it's GTV. GTV. It's Stephanie McMahon and... Who is it? Who is it? Is it my favourite wrestler in the world? It is. The Bulldog is back. It is British Bulldog, who in this entire segment is an absolute dick. Yeah. Like, just unforgivable in every single yeah. thing he says. I think it kind of works with Steph being presented as this this angel, this this lovely idealist woman. <laughs> Bless her. Oh, so I guess it makes it more funny when she's like with an evil wrestler like Test. Steph forgives him and knew that he wasn't aiming for that. Which I think is Steph's way of saying, you're not getting a Vincent Man feud, mate. Um, ask Davey, can you just apologise? He doesn't. And he goes, this has been a waste of my time. <laughs> just, like from the get-go. Like Steph goes, thanks. Like So Steph, so Steph's meeting Davey Boy Smith in like an abandoned canteen. Like a ghost canteen. As he comes yeah. in, Steph goes, Davey, thanks for coming. And then he immediately, he's like... It's not David, it's David. Like, you threw a bin at this woman's face. You, you bellend. Just at least, like, this is the thing, right? GTV was meant to, was, was used to sort of expose wrestlers out of character. Like, you know, like, wrestlers, wrestlers doing stuff they wouldn't normally do, acting ways they wouldn't normally do. Bulldog was a dick in front of the camera. GTV just exposes he is the same dick when no one's looking. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's the, the, the plot point of what does Steph think about Bulldog that we're all questioning ourselves and she's all right with him. She's fine with him. She's fine with him. And he just, like, like considering he threw a bin at her, not, a, not an inch of apology. Just like, oh, it's what a title shot. Just don't call me Davey. He's a bellend. Yeah. She's, like, she's like, it's all right, I forgive you, which means I'm not feuding. You are not getting to me. No, like. Yes, you are. 
He's yeah. like, he's like, right, I tell you what, Dave Smith is a bit like, if you've ever been to a pub at about 11 o'clock at night, and there is a guy who's been in there for a good couple of hours, and he starts a conversation <laughs> with you, and everything he said, everything you say, he disagrees with you on. Like, just because he's spoiling for an argument, and you're not giving him anything, so he's, like, grabbing at straws to get an argument out of you. Like, red-faced, <clears throat> just, like, bulging, furious, just battered and, and annoyed and looking for a scuffle. That is Davey here. The Godfather with hose. <laughs> And entrance versus Million. What the hell is this doing here at this part of the show? Uh, Godfather says he could beat Median easily, as we all know. But he said, hey, why fight? Why don't I offer you a hoe? Crowd, take the hose, take the hose. Like, it's like, shall I gamble? Gamble! Uh, and Median's like, I ain't going to do that. Boo! And he goes, you got any farm animals? No pop, because Median sucked. No, it's okay, though, because Median realises, oh, I haven't finished the gag yet. I better double down on this. And he says, I'm not a freak. They're not alive. <laughs> no pop again. <laughs> like, and he tells Godfather, did you, get, did you have your scissors? Did you bring your scissors? No pop. <laughs> Is this on? Hello? Hello? Farm animals? Yeah, Median likes to have sex with farm animals. On this, on this night, or okay, on this episode of Raw of SmackDown, where we have seen uh, Big Show Dad is terminally ill. We've watched Jeff Jarrett nearly kill China from Monday Night Raw. Or also, Midian likes to have sex with farm animals. God, it's a lot yeah. to take in here. Where were you when Midian said he has sex with animals and no one noticed or cared? <laughs> anyway, to have a match. Visser interferes. So to make up for it, uh, with the Godfather nails the pimp drop right on Midian's head, bless him, the hose grab Viscera to prevent interference. I do not recall the hose interfering in the matches. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah, I don't, they're very rarely, <laughs> I think there's only been a handful of occasions when the hose have really got amongst it. I, I hate how casually we just say, oh, the hose. And the friend, that's what they were. Well, they're just the hose. Here comes the Godfather and the hose. The hose. Do you remember when one of the Godfather's <laughs> hose won yes. the hardcore title and Lillian Garcia went, here is your winner, a new hardcore champion, one of the Godfather's yeah. hose. <laughs> great. Anyway, afterwards. I have a name, it's Christine. Anyway, not the union. Beat them up afterwards to get their heat back or the cold back in the case of Midian. And I think this leads to a match at No Mercy. God help us. It certainly, mm -hmm. certainly does. Great. But never mind that. The main event is coming up. Rock and Sock versus New Age Outlaws. Makes up first and goes, oh. hey, 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 Hold. my, my, Rock and Sock, never die. <laughs> I like that. That was cute. And I think got, before that, no more getting before oh, that though, we had, uh, yeah, to reflect on the Lugs boot of the week, <laughs> we had the 1-800 smack of the night. Sponsored oh, by 1-800-COLLECT. Yeah. The 1-800 smack of the night. And now, the 1-800 smack of the night. Triple H's heartfelt speech about nearly dying and leaving the WWF. Him going, I'm going to quit. This doesn't mean my life. I'm going to hand this belt over. It's not worth my life. That was the 1-800 smack of the night. Really? So that the, for you, the, the, the ultimate hit of the night was a nearly dead Triple H admitting that he's having to quit the company. All right. Anyway. If Triple H needed to call someone from the hospital, we had to call Collect. <laughs> He'd use. Anyway, hey, hey, my, my, Rock and Sock will never die. I like them. That's ace. I love this. Anyway, 
The Rock clearly does not want to be in this match. He's like, all right. And Mick clearly is like, this is it. He's like, yay. <laughs> so you can see the finish coming from a mile off, but it's still good. Uh, Gunnar Rock get the dramatic standoff. Ha, ha, ha. As they do the international. Because, you know, there's the heat between Gunnar and Rock. <laughs> and so they do the international, which I believe Tom Campbell can do now after his uh, months of wrestling training. I certainly can. What is the international? <laughs> it's... Uh, Billy Gunn was elite frog. <laughs> I realized, there's no way I could do that verbally. Like it was great because uh, what what you can't appreciate, and one day we'll do a visual version of this podcast. But you yeah. you 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 started gesticulating what it could be, and then about four seconds in, just went just dropped your hands and just went back to <laughs> back to the script. Like you not even acknowledging the fact that do you know what I can't be bothered. <laughs> I love emoting on a podcast. I, I love when you emote on a podcast. Anyway, Gunn able to deliver a falling neck drop, but Rock kind of counters the famouser. Breaks down, but two referees show up, which I may be mislooking at things here. This may be a tribute to Gorilla Monsoon. He would always complain that there wasn't enough referees in these tag team matches, and you ideally would need two referees. I think it might have been, you know. So, I hope it was. Mankind, Shake, Rattle and Roll's dog. Dog hits him low, then does it to him, but Mankind falls down before he can finish it off. Very nice here. Stretch Armstrong with the... You know it's a Stretch Armstrong and not a pump handle drop? How do you know the difference, Tom? Because Road Dog humps you That's before it. he does that. That's what makes it Stretch Armstrong and does plus three more damage. The only time I think it was ever acknowledged as a Stretch Armstrong was in the WWF Attitude game. Yeah. Where they were, obviously, it would be listed as that. And also, because they had sound bites from the wrestlers, there'd be a bit where Road Dog would go, you're not going to kick out of the Stretch Armstrong. That, you know, that famous phrase that Road Dog always said. I've had two seconds to think of my finishing move name, and that's what it is. Stretch Armstrong. That's it. Rock interferes, and Billy Gunn delivers a big-ass pile driver to mankind. Billy Gunn, whenever he do the pile driver on Mick, always looked like he was killing him. Yeah, they they had good pile driver chemistry together. Mm. <laughs> uh, Gunn gets rock bottom. Road Dog drags him out, however. Billy Gunn kicks out of the double arm DDT, which I thought was the finisher. And I said, no, Socko was the finisher. And, All right. Mankind gives Dog the Socko. Gunn delivers Famouser. Then the Hollies interfere. <laughs> Hargo Holly tries to nail Gunn with a bat that hits Mankind. Then Crash Holly nails Billy Gunn with the tag titles. So dead Mankind falls on top of dead Billy Gunn to win the tag titles. The Hulkaholics are the dumbest tag team oh, ever. Bloody just. <laughs> We've got a tag title match on Sunday. Let's cost the people we're going to face the tag team titles. What was the thinking here? Was the thinking to make them look stupid? That's the only thing I can think of. It was done to make them look stupid. I don't know what's happening right now, but I know who else looks stupid than this. That's right, the Bulldog, who... Is so beneath the rock. Rock is now tag champion. His main feud, his main feud is with, with mankind and the rock and the tag title situation. His secondary feud is with Valvidas. His tertiary feud is with Bulldog, and he's wrestling him with no wrestling. He's down the. He's so down the line. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you also who looks who looks dumb in this match. The Rock, right? Because at the end of the match, they cut outside, and the Rock looks furious that they won the match. So, what were you expecting to happen here? Like, you're in this match. <laughs> yeah, right. So were you expecting to lose? <laughs> but then why would you want to go into a match wanting to lose? And then, so you can't think like that. So you have to go in to win. 
and then you win and you look furious. Look. What's the what's the thing in here? Stop. I don't Oh this company This business This company was built on wacky uh, tag team partners who can't get along, alright? Jesus, but this is the this is the, the peak. This is the peak of that nonsense. Mankind goes, I want a match, I want a match. Please give me a match with Rock and Sock. Where's my tag title shot? Where's my tag title shot? You call that a tag title shot. Uh, and then The Rock goes along with this match. The Rock should just not turned up. Ta-da! Done. But no, Foley lied. Woman said Fizzle Man made him. Uh, I suppose there was I'm defending that. the show. Oh, yeah. I'm defending the right. No, no, no. It's, no, it's good. I'm glad that you do because it's, it's good that we have we think like this and go okay what were they thinking yeah. rather than going what were they thinking we're going what were they thinking yeah. so maybe that's what they were thinking there is stuff there to justify oh. it in storyline wise but I have to take points off your essay for forgetting that important point There is, although chapter 4 of Smackdown we're spending a lot of time talking on this bit but there is one particular oh, piece of business that is probably worse than this that is about to when Triple occur. H dies Oh, it just his skin falls off. It's oh. it's like Indiana Jones when they open the Ark of the Covenant. I only remember seeing I remember seeing it first time round on the Lugs Boot of the Week. Um, there okay. wasn't enough left of Triple H after the snake bit him to fit in one lug. <laughs> Do you want to go through this final segment? I think it's when Triple H fades to dust and just goes, Austin, <laughs> I respect you. And Austin just gives him this slight tip of the cap. And then the last <laughs> thing you see is a, a tear collapse <laughs> his eyes before he turns to dust forever. He, and got, he got what he wanted. Triple H forever. Do you know what? If all, right, all right, enough of this. Triple H is backstage. Is that, uh, if backstage. that had been how SmackDown ended, I'd have been fine with it. Which is left like that. He's backstage. He's helped up by China. He can't get up without China. He sees Austin. And he tells him, is this what you want? Yeah, Austin. And Austin's kind of distracted, but he's so stoical. I guess the thing is, Austin's supposed to be like, oh my God, Triple H. I mean, I hate you, but I didn't want you to die and all this. But Austin's like, no, nah, I kind of wish you were dead. He's not selling it. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's what we talked about before with Rock and Mankind. Rock not always selling for Mankind. Mm. Austin's like, I, I don't care that you died of a... It's not really his character to go, ooh, yeah. you know what? That does look a bit nasty, mate. I don't give a damn. So anyway, he's kind of like, hey, look at my title. Ah! And then it was a setup all along. Triple H rips his face off. Oh, no, sorry, it's makeup. Okay, cough, Jesus. Um, rips his face off. They beat him up. And Triple H's like, ah, you stupid Austin. Of course I'm going to beat you. I'm the champion. And it's like, right now I'm looking after some kids sometimes. And the four-year-old... Well, sometimes like that. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. And I'm like, okay. But they're like the game that I came up with, and she's four, so it's not going to be a great game. But they'll literally go, all right. Look, uh, look. Takes the takes this magic wand. This is mine now. He goes, okay. But isn't that your your brother's? No, no, it's mine. He goes, okay. Psych. It is actually my brother's. Ha ha ha. <laughs> it's that level of storytelling, and I feel you get this a lot with with wrestling. Where it's like, no, no, he's really dying. No, 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 really, no, no. Ha ha. You're so stupid for falling for the thing. But there is, but the, but you're yeah. absolutely right, and that is a beautiful example of how it works. But I don't think I've ever known uh, in this uh, in this climate an example of this kind of hoodwinkery. So, <laughs> I let's take this. Let's take this from. From the beginning, I want to have a little have moment on this. Yes, we do. Okay, mm. so Monday night, Monday night Raw, um, Triple H was locked in a room with a rattlesnake. That is the last we see of him. Triple H gets out of the room. 
We talk about how we reveal how we got out of the room another yeah. time. Like in Zelda games, you have to defeat the snake to get the key to get out. That's of the room. it. The snake was hidden. The key was hidden inside the snake. The next day, Triple H therefore goes, "We've got to, we've got to get back at Austin." So here's the plan. I'm going to hire a makeup artist. They are going to paint my face like I have been bitten by a rattlesnake. I'm going to walk out on SmackDown, all solemn and sad, and announce that I am quitting the company and I am handing the belt over. I will get Vince McMahon out. I will talk like I'm behind the scenes. And I will and I will say I'm gonna hand the belt to Austin. Right? I will force myself to vomit. I will fake a seizure. I will get I we will trick the paramedics so I get strapped into a gurney and loaded into an ambulance, driven away with China, you have to cry. I know you've got something with with Jeff Jarrett at the moment. Bin that off. You have to cry and get help. I will then tell them I'm feeling better. We will come back to the venue where I will sit in the locker room and looking all sad. You go get trip. Somebody go get Steve Austin. So Steve Austin can come in and I can go, okay, I'm not well. I'm going to hand you the belt. And just as I do that, China, distract him. I'll hit him. That was his plan. The whole day. That was his plan. So China can distract him for a second so he can hit him. All that. So he can hit him. He could have just jumped him backstage. This. No, but it was to lure him to a false sense of security, <laughs> which he did. Did you not see how he looked exactly the same as he always does? With Bull- the exactly. Bulldog threw a bin at a woman. <clears throat> that took a second. <laughs> this was and the list of expenses as well ambulances aren't cheap the makeup isn't cheap and you convince the company so much that this is real that you get one of their advertised sponsored bits to highlight it it's like what a moment this is it's just it's unreal also, China, it's all done so China can briefly distract Steve Austin so Triple H can hit him. <laughs> I have never... I'm sure it's like, aha, the plan worked perfectly. Exactly. The plan worked beautifully. It was a setup all along. Best 100 grand I ever spent. For the love of God. What a moment. Jesus. So you think you could have just gone backstage and gone, Austin, what? Look at that. <laughs> his plan... My God, who's that? His plan was basically the equivalent of a child going, look over there, yeah. what's that? Ogawa! And then smacked them. That was the... <laughs> no one would have looked at Ogawa, ah. as we discovered at the start. Austin's uh, like, I'm not turning my neck for Ogawa. <laughs> Damn it, we'll have to do the makeup thing. But it was just... When you break it down like that, it is an absolute load of boulder dash. It truly is a lot of boulder dash. I mean... To be fair, it's very easy to to laugh and mock oh, that we have writing. It really is. But it is also very fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it's also, they're not just distracting Austin, they're distracting the audience for the fact that Austin, that, that's his contribution They're to filling show. a show. 
It's what they're doing. They're filling a yeah. show. What do you do when your main eventer is unable to main event? <laughs> I'll do anything. Yeah, he, I can't wait to see No Mercy to see what he does in this match of Triple H. <laughs> the main event with a guy who can't walk. Jeez, well, that's exciting. Well, that was SmackDown this week. <laughs> <laughs> what a blast. What a blast it truly was. Please, please, please join us next time we come... We haven't done our something to remember, something to forget. I was about to do it. Oh, sorry, mate. You said George. Please be join us. But before you don't... Before you join don't. us... Okay. The thing that you remembered from this episode. I remember... I remember Triple H being bit by a snake. As you can tell, I've had about 20 years to ruminate on it. Uh, that, yeah, Triple H being bit by a snake and the consequent bizarre payoff of that is what sticks with me. Yeah, I definitely remember that. I also remember the tag match. I don't know if they showed highlights of that on uh, Metal or what else would have been on? The Superstars that they had in 99. But I definitely remember seeing the tag match hmm. in more detail because it was crazy. It ended with Triple H getting the snot... No. Jim Ross getting beat up by uh, Triple H until Austin arrived to show him and throw him in there. It was all, all over the place. Yeah. Really. It was a crazy... T- it was a- this was the one that happened on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was... A- it was, a- it was- it was always weird to see JR in that kind of situation, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah. What did you forget from the show? God, let's have a look. <laughs> There's me, a lot. There's a lot me, to forget. I, I forgot. Um, chocolate, sexual, sexual, come back. <laughs> the I forgot that particular that particular part of the Mark Henry sexual addict storyline, which involved the lulls of there being a gay therapist... <laughs> But what's good? What's the? Oh, next sorry, thing he had be? a lisp. That's the joke. <laughs> See, I don't mind that. W human was done properly. This was just, whatever. And we'll go. Come on, this, this ten second segment we're over analyzing. Um, apart from that, the Rock and Sock winning the tag titles begrudgingly. I don't know how that ended the uh, Rock and Sock, but mm. we're coming up to that. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, that was a good one. Actually, that's a good one. And this was the last ever time they teamed up. Uh, don't let that stop you from the fact that we will be excited for. No mercy. You haven't said we what you forgot about. Indeed. No, I have. I said that it was the uh, the, ther- the men's therapist. I've already forgotten about it. Exactly. No mercy. <laughs> Look at this card. The oh, Godfather yeah, go versus no Midian. Card. Oh my god. Set up by god. this bit that we just saw. Uh, the Fabulous Moolah versus Ivory. Not that in SmackDown. The Hollies <laughs> take on the New Age Outlaws for in- the tag title. Oh no, no, they won't. It's now a non-title match. Well done, idiot. <laughs> China versus Jeff Jarrett for the good housekeeping match. Icy title. Oh, be some stuff to talk about there, I imagine. Nah, it might be a little bit, I think. The Rock versus Bulldog. Fifth match on the show. Oh, my God. It's before the tit finals. <laughs> the Terry Invitational Tournament ladder match. Edging Christian versus the New Brood. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be monumental. Uh, Val Venus versus Mankind with X-Pac versus Bradshaw versus Farouk versus Kane. Four corners elimination. What a weird card pacing this is. Yeah. Um, and then the Triple H versus Steve Austin. Anything goes match. So presumably after all the excitement we've seen, there's going to be guns and jeeps <laughs> and snakes just flying around the place. So Fake injuries. Well, the only way to see what happened with that is to go on the WWE... No, 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 don't be silly. It's to tune in <laughs> to Same the podcast time. with no name. <laughs> 
if you haven't done so already, if you're listening to this, I presume you have, you subscribe to the the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast feed. Uh, You'll get every week the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. That's what this is. And next week, as opposed to watching an episode of Smackdown, myself and Matthew Gregg will be sitting down and watching WWF No Mercy 1999. And it will be a commentary recording, a play, a a watch-along, if you will. And so you'll get to sit and watch it with us, basically. Yeah, and if the ratings are down for that, then we'll call it Watchers WWF No Mercy N64 <laughs> and hopefully be better but thank you very much for listening to us go on and on about a lovely bit of TV Tom anything to plug uh, only you at Matthew Gregg I at Tom Campbell Aww. together we are at Cultaholic the whole Triple H segment was an absolute sham love you bye that's right Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.